0: You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen May, on this Friday afternoon. Now, I'm super excited to welcome back to the studio the one and the only Kruzy McCalligan. How are you doing, Cruisy? I'm flabbergasted by that incredibly flattering introduction. That's
1: very generous and kind of you.
0: <laughs> you, you are on Facebook Live as well, yes. Noreen Hello. Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and also hear the lovely Kruzy there. So what are you going to be chatting about this week? We're talking about time, but kind of in an abstract way
1: because lately I feel like I don't have any of it I don't know about you but um I feel like I always have things to do and I carry these little scrappy to-do lists around in my bag all the time that never seem to get any shorter so I was thinking about time a little bit recently I was also before that thinking I was a friend once said to me you have just as many hours in the day as Beyonce i was like there's i know you're trying to motivate me with that but beyonce also has a staff so it's a bit different right exactly she has right, loads she has of people. The anyway yeah so anyway so i wanted to talk a little bit about time and what happens in kind of a working day like what is our time like do you feel like you have enough time for no. the things you want to do
0: when I was little I used to wish I had 36 hours so that I could have 12 hours to sleep and then 12 hours to play and then maybe and a few 12 hours to work yeah sure so. <laughs> working is tough sure
1: I get you but the thing is we haven't we're quite obsessed with time aren't we really we're really obsessed with time but also we live in an age where we waste a lot of it do you wear a watch I do gr- I wear a watch Me I too. wear a watch yeah yes Um, I wear a watch that vibrates to tell me to walk around and I don't listen to it. But uh, yeah, I wear a watch. So we haven't always been so obsessed with time, but at the moment we are. We're really obsessed with time. In fact, time is the most common noun in the English language. The most common noun, time, right? And so, you know, followed by person, day, way and year. So there's even kind of some other timey things yes. in there right so we we complain that there's not enough time we need to manage better we don't know where it goes all of these ideas and it's quite overwhelming and i feel that feeling of you know what do you really do with your time so we're going to talk about it a little bit so what we think of as a day like 24 hours um how long it takes for the earth to rotate around the sun
0: isn't actually 24 hours did you know that it's a bit more that's it's a why bit less
1: it's 23 hours 56 minutes and 4.2 seconds
0: i thought it was a bit more that's why every four years we've got a leap a leap yeah. yeah maybe
1: maybe yeah. okay well maybe you've <laughs> got it right well, i'm just going off the facts i found but the facts i found were on the internet so who who's anyone's guess right now we've also a lot of countries have, have experimented with changing how they measure time so the soviet union tried to enforce a five and six day five and six day weeks between 1929 and 1931 but this failed and they went back to the seven-day week in 1940. Uh, week. France attempted to introduce a 10-hour clock after the French Revolution. That didn't work either. Um, uh, a lot of interesting things are happening. In uh, in Sweden, companies offering six-hour workdays um, with the aim of encouraging people to get more done in a shorter amount of time. I'm going to talk a little bit about actual productivity at work because that's a really interesting subject anyway. Um, according to uh, a survey of, of a thousand U.S.-based workers, the three most common ways people spend time at work are taking breaks, going to the bathroom and cos- gossiping with co-workers. That's what they do when they're not working. So what are you doing when you're actually working, right? Now, apparently a rec- another recent survey came out saying that um, we're all so overworked, we never get to the bottom of our to-do lists, and we wish we had an eight-day week to fit everything in, which is kind of a strange thing thought but it's completely true and i definitely feel that way i have these ridiculous endless to-do lists i never manage to get through and then every so often you meet someone in your life who's just sailing through it you're like how do you do everything you do in a day i think i should have probably got one of them to talk about the subject because they're obviously a lot more qualified than me but anyway
0: some people are just better at managing their time
1: yep <laughs> yeah managing your time and like i think it's a it's an incredible concept that we think about this idea of like managing our time anyway. So why do we have an 8-hour workday for example? Um apparently in the um is is not it's not based on the optimum numbers of hours a human can concentrate. That's a complete misconception. So you think an 8-hour workday is the, like our capacity for Concentration and productivity, and that's not true. It has almost nothing to do with the kinds of work people do now. It has origins in the Industrial Revolution, not in the information age where we're living currently. So, in the late 18th century, it was normal to have a 10 to a 16 hour workday because factories needed to run 24 hours a day. But of course, it's really became really clear that's brutal it's unsustainable no one can do that so um leaders like there was a welsh activist called robert owen he advocated for shorter work days and in 1817 his slogan became eight hours labor eight hours recreation eight hours rest which is not a welsh accent i'd like to just point that out. Um, and but of course this eight hour movement it didn't become standard until nearly a century later Um, When the Ford Motor Company, which is quite famous for making Ford cars, uh, astonished everyone by cutting daily hours down to eight while simultaneously doubling people's wages. And the result was increased productivity. Right. Now, it might be hard for some to believe that the eight hour workday was actually, therefore, a more humane workday than was already happening. So we can complain about a long eight hour workday, but actually it used to be much, much worse. But it's kind of ready for a bit of a revolution in itself because has suggested that in an average eight-hour workday, the average worker is only really productive for two hours and 53 minutes. Three hours in an eight-hour workday. That's your
0: real, that's your golden time. Wow. And that's about it. So maybe Jack Ma has it wrong. You know, Jack Ma wants that 996. <laughs> he wants people to work nine till nine for six days a week
1: wow yeah really that's what okay well that's that's not a great idea no i don't think that's gonna work very well for you there jack um i mean everything else seems to have worked quite well for him so maybe i'm lying yeah maybe
0: maybe he's got it right so we're going
1: to talk a little bit about some stuff that happens in 24 hours because i mean it just doesn't seem like it seems like 24 hours slips by but actually let's talk about some stuff that happens in 24 hours in 24 hours apparently we will each laugh 15 times but I don't think it's like belly laughing. I think it's like, ha, ha, ha. I think it's that kind
0: of laughing. A fake laugh. A fake, right? <laughs>
1: fake laugh. An ironic laugh.
0: Um, My laughs are genuine for you, though, Chris. Oh, I thanks, Noz. And you, you always know, crack me I'm, up.
1: You make me laugh, too. Now, in 24 hours, our hearts beat around 100,000 times. Wow. Okay? Um, in 24 hours, your blood travels 168 million miles through your body, and your kidneys filter 3,000 pints which is enough to fill three quarters of a phone box, which is a very strange measurement now I read it out loud. (laughs) But yeah, a single blood cell will make 4,300 full circuits of your body in 24 hours, right? Um, You will take approximately 20,000 breaths. In 24 hours, 371,000 babies are born and 93,000 rats in London. So it's quite a lot of rats, really. Um, sadly, 150 to 200 species of plant, insect, animal or mammal will become extinct due to environmental damage in a 24-hour period. That's not as a happy of a thing. How happy many? Ever, How many go extinct? 150 to 200 species <gasps> every day.
0: That's terrible.
1: It's terrible. Um, a mayfly lives its entire life in a 24-hour period. The average person takes around 8,000 steps. It used to be 10,000, but I think people are walking less now. We'll each lose about a pint and a, a, nearly a pint and a half of sweat. I think in Hong Kong it might be a little bit more than that. There will be 7,200 earthquakes in the world every 24 hours and more than 18,000 thunderstorms. And Earth will be hit by lightning more than 8.6 million times in a 24-hour period. Wow. They say that um, – I particularly like this one uh, – 2.3 million people will eat a can of Heinz-baked beans, <laughs> which is ridiculous, and I don't know how they found that out. But in a 24-hour period, it's nice to know how many people are eating beans. Um, we'll, on average, we'll spend 12 minutes in the shower. Um, up to 50 trillion cells will die and be replaced in the human body, which is a lot of cells, a lot of activity. More than 17,250 websites will get hacked in a 24-hour period. It's like a lot of... So someone's really busy. I guess hackers are doing a lot with their time, right? Um, Apparently 100,000 taste buds in our mouths are replaced in a 24-hour period didn't know that happened we'll each speak i like this one we'll each speak around forty-eight thousand words in a 24-hour period and i think if you work in radio like some um you probably speak more than
0: that exactly would you say yeah well i don't don't speak so much yeah counted
1: but um yeah so there's all these different things that happen in a 24-hour period and yet we still feel like we're kind of wasting time that's
0: productive it's
1: productive it's a lot a lot of stuff's happening right but then i still feel like in modern in modern lives we do waste a lot of time and I think a big way we waste time is through for example social media right
0: procrastination procrastination
1: so um it used to be I guess people watching television but people don't tend to watch television anymore they scroll on a social media app and that can waste a lot of time apparently it can be 51 to 109 minutes a day which actually sounds on the low side I think some days you just spend a lot of time on social media right um, apparently, we spend 17% of our day doing domestic duties, like stuff for our homes. But I guess in Hong Kong, we're quite ha- like lucky in that we don't always do the domestic duties, that we have people who we, you know, we have helpers that help us with those domestic duties. So that's freeing up 17% of our day. So what are we doing with that 17%? You know, like, I don't know. Commuting? Commuting. Yeah, a lot of people commute. Um, they say that um, this is quite an interesting fact. So they say that... Um,
0: Well, these days protesting for some.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's true. Um, They say a fifth of our day or just under five hours, so 20% of our day is fun stuff, just a smidge. Only 20% is stuff that's like socialising, recreation, leisure. The fun stuff is apparently 20%. And I don't even think it reaches that every day or always. And it sounds like, you know, about five hours, which sounds like a lot. I don't know if I spend five hours doing fun stuff every day, but apparently we do. And they also say that men, however, this is probably why I don't feel this way, is that men have more fun stuff than women. They do more fun stuff. Um, They enjoy larger amounts of time for recreation and leisure compared to women. Um, In fact, if you're a woman in your 30s or 40s, you might not be able to remember the last time you had time for just you. Apparently, this is like a big problem. That's me, Yeah, yes. yeah. apparently, um, uh, the Jean Hales Women's Health Survey found that more than a quarter of the sandwich generation of women, so that's women caught between the demands of career, kids, parents, everything, aren't getting me time even once a month. So less than 20% and less than 20% of them uh, found time each day for themselves. So it was like less than 20%, like every day I make sure that I do this thing for me. Apparently, you know, quite a rare thing to do anyway. Interestingly, they found that both men and women with a higher household income spend longer hours in employment-related activities and much less on recreation and leisure. So you might think that you're overworking ambitious friends who seem to be raking it in and having this lovely luxurious lifestyle they actually may have less fun than someone who doesn't earn as much as them which wow. is quite interesting that's, as well yes you know like lying. so like i guess money can't buy fun money well, money can <laughs> well, definitely buy fun but money can't buy, <laughs> By happiness. buy happiness i guess um so yeah, so this is there's all these different things of like why you know what what are we doing in the time that we have of course, as I mentioned, they think we're only productive for about three hours a day. So what are we actually doing in, a, in, a, in a, a given day? Apparently, the most popular unproductive activities listed were reading news websites an hour and five minutes a day. I think in Hong Kong right now, everyone's reading a lot more than that checking social media they said 44 minutes a day again I think that's very conservative I think most people check social media of certain age I guess would check it more than that discussing non-work related things with co-workers 40 minutes a day still feel like maybe that's a bit conservative Um, searching for new jobs 26 minutes a day Um, taking a smoke break 23 minutes a day I don't think people did that anymore I thought it wasn't it's not very in vogue to smoke cigarettes anymore Making calls to partners or friends, 18 minutes a day, which I think, I think, oh, I don't really make calls to my friends or family that much. But I was like, oh, no, I do. I I call my husband and I bark orders for like four minutes, maybe three times a day. So that adds up. Right. (laughs) So that's probably about 18 minutes a day. Making hot drinks, 17 minutes a day. Which is pretty, you know, that's pretty substantial. It's like stepping away from your desk, right? Texting or instant messaging, 14 minutes. And I think this survey was done before WhatsApp because that seems really low to me. Eating snacks, eight minutes. This is definitely not a Hong Kong survey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Making food in the office, seven minutes. Again, definitely not a Hong Kong survey. Um, But of course, it's really interesting because there's this perception that, you know, people... It have this mental thing that you're meant to sit at your desk for as long as humanely possible and that makes you seem productive but it's just not true and if we are saying you're only working if you're working like freelance or you're working from home or something like that and you've only done three hours a day in the day of really productive stuff don't feel too bad because actually you're kind of on par with any of the other office workers of the world at this point in time but of course um it's gonna take a really big change for us to shift the way we choose to work and also shift the way we, we what we do with our time, right? So I mean, I try to think about it today, I'm like, what could I eliminate from my day that would free up time for me? And it just seems like, oh no, I wouldn't fill that time with me time. I'd fill that time with all of the things from the to do list I haven't done.
0: Right. Do you have a to-do list? Oh my goodness, I yeah. do. I
1: have about four of them. And they're like and like I used to have a separate one for like home things, work things, and then like maybe some other kind of life admin things. And now I just make it one humongous list because I just need to dive in and keep trying to keep my head afloat. I can't, you know? Yeah, and it's super satisfying just to cross it out. Yeah. I always yeah. every time I write a to-do list, I write the first thing on the to-do list is something I just did so I can cross it off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: every time. Do you work in order of the
1: to-do no. list? No, oh, I never do. I, it's like yeah. very opportunistic. It's like when I get that that time and that focus. But I do have a great piece of advice someone gave me once, which was if something will take you two minutes or less to do, do it right now.
0: Okay.
1: And that's kind of changed my life. That's a good advice. Yeah. yeah. If something's going to take you two minutes or less to do, do it right now. So that little niggly thing, like paying off a phone bill or making that phone call or sending off that message or email, whatever it is, it take or like, taking your dishes somewhere or you know that kind of thing do it right now yeah. it's quite good advice because two minutes which we know from like radio stuff two minutes you can do quite a lot in two
0: minutes you can do a lot two minutes is a, little, a good little chunk of time someone also gave me a good piece of advice is do it it's done you're happy yeah and that's good that's I, a good one I've got to say it's my mother-in-law who said that <laughs>
1: that's and a great piece of advice great do it it's done you're happy or um, I think there was this one that we learned at school like if you've got to eat an elephant do it with a teaspoon which I never liked. I thought that was awful, but it did make me think about like when it's that big, messy task, just like sitting down and just having a couple of minutes to just start it. Like just get a pen and just start it. Even if you're just, you know, it's a problem. It, it's, you're dreading it. And even if it's like, you know, you have to think about a solution to something. And sometimes I feel like if you sit down with a pen and a piece of paper, it gives you the purpose and the space to just think through the problem. Because the other thing is, I don't think we get a chance to be bored very often anymore, do we? You know, we're all kind of scared of being bored so we distract ourselves so the minute you have a spare minute you're on your phone or you're just scrolling through something nobody just lets their thoughts wander and that's a really important thing, too.
0: I try, you know? to, I try not to take up my phone when I'm commuting anymore. Oh, cool, um, I yeah. Just, people watch a little bit, which yeah. sounds a bit odd.
1: It's not, though. But it's, it's not. kind of I think nice. it's very healthy. Yeah. yeah. And they've shown that that kind of, like, boredom feeling, where you're just sort of staring into the distance, which we rarely get that opportunity anymore, because we're all so busy and we all don't have time for anything that kind of boredom feeling is like a dishwasher for your brain yeah it kind of lets your thoughts run and cleans out all those little nooks and crannies that you haven't kind of gotten around to thinking rather through. than filling it
0: with whatever you're scrolling through on social exactly. media or- exactly
1: yeah. exactly but i have a couple of quotes to finish and Please. they're actually from the same person they're from a writer called annie dillard who wrote a book called the writing life and she said um And it's this is a little bit heavy. It's not supposed to be. Um, She said, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. What we do with this hour and that one is what we are doing. A schedule defends from chaos and whim. It is a net for catching days. It is a scaffolding on which a worker can stand and labor with both hands at sections of time a schedule is a mock-up of reason and order willed faked and so brought into being it is a peace and a haven set into the wreck of time it is a lifeboat on which you find yourself decades later still living which is a little bit of a grim way of thinking i'm going to get more organized and have a good schedule and she's saying it's probably not a positive thing but she also says there is no shortage of good days it is good lives that are hard to come by a life of good days lived in the senses is not enough. The life of sensation is the life of greed. It requires more and more. The life of spirit requires less and less. Time is ample and its passage sweet. Who would call a day spent reading a good day but a life spent reading that is a good life. A day that closely resembles every other day of the past 10 or 20 years does not suggest itself as a good one. So it's the idea that don't not every day has to be the same you can just take a break and just slide through it, it they might be productive they might not be productive in doing this column I am justifying the fact that I'm so behind and all the things I need to do but I think it's really important to take a step back sometimes and just think you know it's we're okay most people are probably struggling with the same things you're struggling with trying to fit into a day right and just um yeah Take a minute to stare out the window.
0: Yes, I like that that piece of advice. Um, and also, there was a Chinese medicine doctor who used to come on the show and used to say that he divided his day into blocks of times where he would check his email every six hours rather That's than fantastic. Yeah, yeah and not let uh, sort of social media or whatever dictate he'd set times where he'd look at his phone and also which may not be the best sort of emergency contact person no no i was
1: about to say I'm like, i don't know how his wife would feel about <laughs> yeah, that or, or husband yeah <laughs> like, you know but um yeah Yes. Yeah. Anyway,
0: it's great advice. Time. Yes, time. Yeah. P- food for thought indeed. Cruzy, thank you so much for your time <laughs> this week, <laughs> and I look forward to chatting with you more next week. Thank you very much indeed. See you.